Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 31, Season 2 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday night on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Uh, thank you for joining me again tonight. We're down to two teams uh, in the NRL competition. Um, surprising games in the weekend for me. Uh, spoilers early, I got both of my picks wrong. Um, what did you think of the matches? Good evening, Brad. I thought the matches were great. Uh, d- pretty dominant performance by the Rabbitohs, I think it has to be said. And uh, finals match for the ages, a titanic struggle. And, and the other match, Storm versus Panthers. So I really yeah. enjoyed it. Love this time of year. Yeah, definitely. And while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience um, on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the finals games, um, and our picks. Um, then we'll answer some questions from all of you as well as some questions from us. We will then take a look at the fantasy teams we discussed last week that kind of took over the show for a bit. Um, and then we'll preview the grand final and make our picks before ending the night on um, some Super League recap. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just get into this top stories of the week, Richie. Sure, let's do it, buddy. Um, and yeah, we may as well start with the uh, comment Simon said. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Um, the New Zealand Domestic Rugby League competition starting this weekend, um, and there's no Auckland teams in it, obviously due to the current situation with that giant wall we've got around Auckland right now. Um, yeah, a bit disappointing considering uh, it might be a bit controversial, but I feel like the majority of the talent um, kind of come out of this little city of mine. Um, there are some very good teams elsewhere, but it's generally counties and Auckland that dominate the tournament. So, um, what are your thoughts before we move on about well, the- well, hang on this little city of yours? You, you own yeah. Auckland. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know. You, you got to sponsor the show. Fainer, I paid it off last week. Her final payment went through on the mortgage. What are, um, you, what are you saying? You're saying I need a lace up for Wellington? Yeah. That, yeah, I'm sure that will help. That will help Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
So do you have any thoughts on that or? No, I mean, kind of cool, but obviously a shame for the Auckland-based teams, kind of like they're a rugby union with the NPC at the moment. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, should be good. I'll keep an eye out for, for the goings-on in that competition. Yeah, definitely. And um, so our first story that I had was the Jamal Fogarty news. Um, it was breaking news when we talked about it last week, and I said I'd keep my ear to the ground and get more news. Uh, unfortunately, there hasn't really been a lot more. Um, the Titans have denied his release. Um, and there have now been talks that the Raiders might be looking at offering Josh Hodgson to the Titans in a swap. Um, would you take that deal? Uh, I think it's fair to say the Titans are lacking a hooker. But then if they let Fogarty go, they're also lacking a half. Uh, yeah, I mean... For the Raiders, they've they've got another good hooker in um, Starling there. So, um, and the Titans have young Sexton coming through, and I think that he's the one they're really pinning their hopes on. Um, yeah. Hence, hence the Jamal Fogarty sort of looking elsewhere. It's kind of funny one because they only re-signed Fogarty again a couple months ago, um, but I believe the Titans powers have come out and said that Sexton's the one they're sort of looking for um, going forward. So maybe they just wanted Fogarty as a backup half. I'm not too sure. Possibly. Um, yeah. And I guess they've also got Paul Turner that they got off the Warriors yeah. that can slot into the halves as well. So we'll, we'll continue to keep our ears to the ground on it, but we'll keep this Raiders train rolling because at the same time, they were also pretty keen to get a release from the Warriors for Chanel harris Tavita, which the Warriors have also denied. So it, it feels like um, Simon might be able to give us a bit more, being a Raiders fan, but it feels like they're kind of in panic mode after George Williams left them in the lurch, just trying to get anyone they can. Um, the Warriors have continually said that they, they want to have Chanel long-term at the club. They're just letting him test the market. And in there, I... I'm putting words in their mouth, but but I think it's to get a, a better deal out of him instead of paying overs. If he goes out and tests the market and sees that he's potentially not worth what he thinks he is, they might save some coin in the back end, um, or they might end up paying more. But I still don't see him going, and I think the lure of playing with Sean Johnson is going to be too much for him to to want to walk out on. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see. Um, <laughs> It's interesting to see if um, <laughs> if the Raiders can um, snare one of these these halves running around. <laughs> and yeah, we'll we'll touch on Simon's comment in a little bit in the naughty boy corner. <laughs> That's a quality comment. Um, another bit of news. So I've actually got one more bit before we get in the naughty boy corner. But uh, Billy Slater has been named the Queensland coach. Um, I believe it's for two years at the moment. And there's rumours swirling that he could have the the assistance of Jonathan Thurston and Cameron Smith to help him out, as well as um, an overseeing eye from Wayne Bennett. Um, as a beloved Queensland fan, Richie, what are your thoughts on this news? Don't you dare call me that, Brad. I'll give you my <laughs> thoughts, but but don't go down that street, mate. Um, yes, but it could be a good a good decision by Queensland. I mean, it's not like. Coaching state of origin is a little bit different than coaching in NRL season. Um, so the fact that Billy doesn't have big, long uh, history of 
coaching credentials. Look at Mel, what Mel Meninga did for Queensland. You know, I think in origin, the key really is to obviously be passionate about state of origin and your state, but also be good, good at motivating and, and getting the boys up and, and primed for emotionally and physically for that battle. So yeah, rather than being a master tactician, which I'm sure Billy Slater is anyway, coming from, from the system he was in and being part of the big three, big four for years and years and years, winning eight origins on the trot um, could be a good thing. What do you think? You're the real Queensland fan. Yeah. Um, there's not really a lot of uh, talent in terms of coach experience, coaching talent out there um, yeah. to take up the mental. So, I don't see any issues with him having a go and I'm pretty sure he's going to have Wayne Bennett helping in some capacity because we know Wayne Bennett doesn't have a job next year. And I have a feeling that by the time league season starts, he's going to start getting itchy feet. Um, He just seems like that kind of guy that's going to be coaching until his, his dying days. He just seems like that type of guy. So I feel like he's going to have some input to um, help guide um, Billy along and, it's uh, what's it hurt having him there if it doesn't go well um that it was worth the shot mm. and yeah it'll well, be interesting to see if Bennett starts getting itchy feet there's a little old team going to be based in Redcliffe next year um yeah. yeah I know him and I know him and Nathan Brown don't see eye to eye but maybe we can punt Nathan I think, Brown for- yeah. I think that would be the biggest issue with that there, the fact that the the two men don't get along. But yes, um, Naughty Boy Corner, it's becoming uh, uh, quite a common segment in our news stories. But we'll start with with Reese Walsh. Um, As Simon um, commented, he said he asked if the Warriors could pay Reese Walsh in cocaine instead of money as it might help with salary cap. Um, Yeah, he was arrested over the weekend and found a possession of cocaine. Um, he fronted the media the next day with Cameron George, and um, he the Warriors have um, they're they're cooperating with the NRL in investigations, and they're working on getting Walsh into some counselling. Um, before we move on to the next slot, um, what are your thoughts on first the news and how the club have reacted? Yeah, look, I'm. So- I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised because, you know, it's the end of the NRL season and teams are uh, now sort of having parties now that their seasons are done and these kind of things happen in the game of league. We know that. I'm a bit surprised it's Reese Walsh, such a young man. He's got he's got a young baby and, and yeah, I didn't think that that would be Reese Walsh, but, you know, he's a young man with a lot of, a lot of extra money in his pocket this year so you know he's probably out celebrating all his hard work he's done this year and, and a good season he's had so but I think the club and Reese have done the right thing by being on the front foot with their with their media release and press conference they said all the right things they're doing the right things looking at getting him some help so hopefully he just takes it as a something to learn from and he, and he bounces back strong yeah, and uh, pun intended, he needs to keep his nose clean next year. Um, yeah, definitely pun intended. Yeah, um, I was quite shocked about it. As you said, it's we'll get into it in a little bit because Peter Volandi's made some comments that I don't agree with. 
But um, I will say my opinion on it now, the NRL has always had a dirty, dark secret about this this particular um, drug for years. And it it always seems to happen and always seems to just get swept under the rug. Um, look at last year after the grand final, we had Brent Naden from the Panthers in the same amount of trouble. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite apparent that it's in the game a lot and the NRL need to come out and do something. Um, I don't know what, but they need to, to hit it head on instead of um, covering their ears and saying there's no problems, which is something Peter Vlandis is already unfortunately done. Um, but we'll comment on that after the next bit, which was Melbourne Storm. Um, fresh off their loss, they, um, they had some videos leak of uh, Brandon Smith and Cameron Munster with the same product Reese Walsh had. Um, and unlike the Warriors, Melbourne haven't really fronted the media yet. They kind of just said, we're going to let this play out however it plays out. Um, and they're doing everything behind doors, which um, we mentioned before the show started, Richie, that um, this, this approach has had a negative reaction in the media compared to the positive reaction the Warriors have had for front-footing it and admitting and getting at least make it, even if they aren't actually doing anything, they're making it look like they are, um, getting on the front foot and fixing the problem as opposed to just, again, sweeping it out in the rug. Um, what are your thoughts? Unfortunately, when I heard the rumour, um, two, the two players I thought it would be ended up being the two that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so just on that, I'm completely not surprised by by this one and by those two. When when you look back on last year after Melbourne won the grand final, it was these two that were on a four or five day bender, I believe. Um, yeah. <laughs> only I think this time around they've been caught. Um, yeah, not 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 smart, and I think. They've got to look hard at, at the company they're keeping because they were in a little room with just a few people and obviously someone snapped the videos and somehow it's become leaked, whether they've put it on a social media somehow and then it's spread like wildfire. So um, we, we have, not uh, we've, yeah, we've got a lot of news stories for our whole season too on how rugby league players aren't generally the smartest. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'm not condoning the actions of them, but they've also, like you said, it's it's something that's obviously quite prevalent throughout the NRL when these when these guys knock off the end of the season, maybe even during season. But, yeah, it's 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 the ones that keep getting filmed and it's spreading out there. The, they're not very smart about it on top of the action itself not being so smart. Yeah. I, do you think that the, the the difference in the way the two clubs have approached it is perhaps also to do with the characters involved in the fact that you could say Reese Walsh has a clean image. Uh, this is first time that, uh, uh, that, that, that that's been besmirched, so you, you, you can front foot it, and people won't go <laughs> yeah again. Um, whereas yeah. with the, the 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 two with Melbourne, you're kind of like oh we promise we'll never do this again. They're like <laughs> really because we've seen you do it before. Kind of yeah. Bit. That could potentially be it, and I think the Warriors have always tried to portray um, a very clean-cut image. 
So I think this, if there is a drama, they kind of want to get out on the front foot and um, do it. What happens in terms of um, punishments that these three will get? I am not sure. Um, there's talks that they haven't really mentioned a lot about Reese Walsh, but it sounds like there could be some lengthy bans in place for Smith and Munster. But it will be a situation where I feel like you've got to kind of put them all in the same bucket. Um, well, I mean, obviously, repeat offenders should get yeah. more, obviously. But um, I think the Reese Walsh one, from what I read, was the club were going to wait until the legal piece was done before they before they did their yeah. own internal yeah. sort of bans. Uh, yeah, the, yeah the, the police thing comes first and then we react after that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and um, before we move on from it, um, Peter Vlandes was asked to comment about um, these situations and he said that he doesn't believe the NRL has a drug problem, um, <laughs> which immediately, that's why I said it was the the opposite of mine because I think they do. Um, we've, we've always heard stories and... Um, it always seems there's always seems to be at least one or two a year. Um, generally, at the end of the year, when um, everyone's kind of letting their hair down, as such. So, I, I don't think it's the right approach. Even if it is just one or two spoiling it for everyone, you need to address it because um, even taking well-being of players off the table, it's a business that Peter Vlandes is in charge of, and he wants to make sure it makes money. And drug mm. scandals will not help you in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they need to take a serious look at it in the offseason, even if he doesn't want to come out in the media straight away and say, we're going to do a crackdown. Um, I know there were talks that the NRL were looking at other ways of doing testing, um, like hair follicle testing and that, which will pick up drugs like this Um longer than the the typical urine test because from what i understand with my extreme drug knowledge um quotes in the air um is that the cocaine leaves your your system quite quickly but it stays in your hair follicles for longer apparently um paul will know paul you 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 know all the stuff <laughs> well i was just um, wondering how how, uh, uh, how quickly um the the the, the, the skinhead will become the new look for um for NRL players <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you laugh, but it's uh, it was funny how very soon after uh, they did hair follicle testing that certain Man United players became uh, uh, shaved. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you, you, if they do bring it in, you'll find I think that's that'll be the, re the response of some players, um, which um, yeah uh, gives you a kind of a, a gives you an indication as to who might be uh, a naughty boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll leave it there on that stuff. I'm sure there's going to be much more news as the week unfolds. So we'll probably have a, a rehash of it next week. Um, but well, we, 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 yeah, but but Richie will now be spending the next week um, basically uh, saving photos of every single NRL player so we can compare them with their haircuts <laughs> for next season. <laughs> Either way, um, it's gonna it's gonna be better than some of the mullets floating around at the moment. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, not that I can talk. I, I have to wear a beanie at all times to cover the COVID here. Um, <laughs> but before we move, we had the second night of the Dalians, but before we move on that, we just had some other Warriors news I had. Um, two, really. Ash Taylor, there's still been no 100% news, but it sounds pretty close to him basically signing a train and trial deal um, for low figures. 
Um, I was hoping that there would be a definitive answer before we went live today because there were there was news that he was going to make an announcement today, but there's been no announcement as of yet. Um, so we'll definitely have something concrete, I'm sure, by next Wednesday. Um, and on that note as well, the Warriors are also looking to offload Kane Evans. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I know you're um, on the, the leader of the Ben Murdoch Masilla fan group, but you're a big Kane Evans supporter, Richie. So um, what are your thoughts on them potentially leaving, uh, letting your favourite warrior go? <laughs> Stop stitching me up, mate. I, I can't wait to see the back of Kane Evans. That was that was very uh, good news in my my books. It just depends if somebody wants to take him. Yeah, um, from what I've heard, he seems quite open to the idea of leaving and getting a fresh start somewhere, which is kind of funny since this was meant to be his fresh start. Mm. Um, and it's so it. I, I'm pretty sure you could say it won't be an NRL club. It will be a Super League club. And yeah. uh, I'm sure he, he might do it. He'll probably do all right in the Super League, to be honest. Um, it's just finding a team that's willing to grab him. Yeah, he'll probably do all right. Maybe not at fighting, but as long as he sticks to playing league, he'll do all right. Um, yeah. On Ash Taylor, uh, we were kind of discussing before coming on air, but I think somewhere in the ballpark at 250, 250000 for a one-year contract. I think that's smart recruitment. I'm pretty happy with that. Flame me in the comments. I don't care. I, <laughs> I think it's good. What about yeah, you? I, yeah, I'm still happy with it um, as long as the price is right. If they were paying yeah. any, anything like they're paying um, Cody Nicarima, I wouldn't be happy. I personally mm. think he'll probably do a better job than Cody Nicarima um, yeah. for, for probably less the hour, probably more than half the money. So, um, yeah, I don't see it as a bad idea, especially I'm still concerned about the depth in the halves with the likes of Chanel and Sean Johnson um, struggling to play a full season um, in the past couple of years. So I've got no problems with it. We just need to wait until they officially announce it. Yeah. So um, before we move on to the shows, we had the, the last night of the Dell M's on Monday. Um, Tommy Turbo, um, he won the Dell M medal, which... Wasn't much of a surprise for me. I, I kind of had him pegged to win it. He also broke the record for the least amount of games played by a winner, playing only 15 games. Um, he also had the second highest tally in the history of 35 points, which was only beaten by Jonathan Thurston's 36 in 2007. Um, I think it was a great way to, to cap off his year. Obviously, he would have liked to have been in the grand final this weekend, uh, but that didn't happen. But I think he... He's still out and out, I think, the best player in the game right now. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about Nathan Cleary for that, but I, if I had to pick between the two to be in my team, I would pick a healthy Tommy Turbo any day of the week. Yeah, I think Nathan Cleary must have gone very close. I mean, when you take Tommy Turbo out of the equation, Nathan Cleary had a fantastic season personally as well, and... He was unlucky to win it last year as well, and he's just getting better and better. It's just Tommy had such a freakish season. It would have been, it would have been strange to see anyone but him win it this year. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he kind of took that team from last place uh, about five games into the season and just carried them through to the top four and, and a game away from the grand final. And it was mostly off the back of him. So, yeah, yeah just such a freakish season. He. It was hard to see anyone else but him taking out the the major gong this year. 
Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he also have a good um, origin series as well? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He did, yeah. And um, I think Cleary, may, it may have been a bit closer uh, because they announced him without even counting in the final round points because he had, he had won by a big enough margin. But if Cleary hadn't have got injured and missed all those games, then um, it could have been different. But then Tommy only played 15 games himself. So, it's um, ridiculous. yeah, it's it was a great, great year for him. And um, hopefully it's a sign of him staying healthy for the entire season next year for Manly because they do need him. Um, and Simon went back to the the drug comment saying, as long as NRL doesn't have a crystal meth problem, yes. Well, yeah, that would um, be worse. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot yes. worse. That would, it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that definitely um, would not be a good look. Um, but yeah, more Delhi M news. I see Mark's um, here. Hey, Mark. Hello, Mark. Um, Sam Walker won Rookie of the Year, um, which was kind of on the cards. Um, I know there was a lot of talk once the news about Walsh came out that he um, would most likely not get it. But they actually came out afterwards and said that he wasn't in the running because he had two suspensions during the year. So as soon as I heard that they were ruling that, um, that was kind of um, in the cards that it would be Sam in my eyes. It was always between those two in my head. Um, and, yeah, to further prove that the drug scandal wasn't going to stop anyone, Brandon Smith made it into the team of the year. So, um, yeah, and then Craig Bellamy won coach of the year. Um, and James Tedesco won captain of the year, which I think is no surprise after we've talked about how tough it's been for for the Roosters having, um, you know, 30, 40 million of their salary cap on the sidelines. Um, it's, um, yeah, a tough time, and much like how Roger won it last year due to the tough situation the Warriors were in. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought he would get it there. And then continuing the Roosters, uh, Josh Morris won the Proven Summons medal for moment of the year um, after comforting his brother when he left the field with a career-ending injury. And uh, any thoughts on those before we get into the team of the year? Hard to argue with any of those. And in, in my eyes, Brad, I think I would have gone the same same way with pretty much all of those. Uh, like you say, once Reese Walsh was out of the running for rookie, it was pretty much going to be Sam Walker. I know. Last week in the comments, Mark said Josh Schuster would be a good shout as well. But I think Sam Walker, um, the way he came on as a young 18-year-old and winning a few games for the Roosters, you know, with clutch field goals, I think it's, yeah, I think all of those are pretty good in my eyes. Yeah, and then um, they obviously, they do a team of the year. Um, Tommy Turbo was fullback of the year, um, as you'd expect after his great performance. The wingers were Ruben Garrick and Brian Tortle. Um, centres were Matt Burton and Justin Ollum. 5'8 was Cody Walker. Halfback was Nathan Cleary. Props were James Fisher-Harris and Payne Haas. Hooker was Brandon Smith. Second rowers were Viliami Kikau and Isaiah Papali'i. And then lock of the year was Isaiah Yao. Um, there wasn't really any surprises when I saw no. the team in my eyes. Um, that's pretty close to what I would pick. Um, I'm trying to look at it now, thinking of a player I would go, well, maybe. But no. <laughs> um, the only one really would be Kakao, maybe. Yeah, um, which Mark's just said in the comments. Um, I'm stealing his, his 
as I see. I, I don't think Kakao really had the greatest year in comparison to some other second rowers no. he's mentioned. Kirk Capewell, um, Koloman Matangi, which I probably bastard the name there, and Schuster. Nearly. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Kirk Capewell's been one of the better players in the forwards this year. Yeah, workhorse, yeah. So, um, yeah, he would have been a, a slot in there for me. But um, you got any news on that before we go into reviewing the games? You, you happy with that team? Yeah, most of them picked themselves, mate. Yeah. Cool. So we may as well get straight into these horrible games that I got wrong this weekend. Um, so first game, uh, the game the game we had different on Friday night, the <clears throat> Rabbitohs defeated Manly 36-16. Mm. Um, I suppose it didn't start well for Manly. They, they were late to the game, um, which delayed kickoff uh, because their, their bus was was – um, delayed, unfortunately, and um, yeah, they just, it's going to be a, a similar talking point in both games, but the losing team uh, appeared to play their worst game um, or save their worst game for their, their last game, ideally. Um, Manly just never seemed to really click into gear and the Rabbitohs just looked dangerous um, from start to finish. Um, sitting at home going for Manly because I wanted to try to catch up in our tips. Um, I It felt like a Warriors game to me where it didn't matter what the score was. I still had hope that something would happen and that something just never did. Um, mm. Yeah, they they did quite well keeping Tommy Turbo quiet and um, they, the usual suspects in the Rabbitohs did all the damage with Reynolds and Walker. Um, but what did you think about this performance? I think the Rabbitohs did really well um, watching it, especially if it was quite evident early on that there was something not quite right with Adam Reynolds. It was Cody Walker doing a lot of the in-play kicks and then they scored a couple tries and, and Blake Taff was taking the shot, shots at goal. So yeah, um, I thought the Rabbitohs did really well in spite of that because you know normally... Adam Reynolds is a big part of their kicking game and has a big influence in that regard. But Walker stepped it up and he, he did a really good job. He's not really known as an organiser, but, you know, again, he was right in the thick of things. He ended up getting first try. I thought Taff, even though he's very inexperienced at this level, was really great and he he laid on a nice try for Alex Johnson as well and he, he looks every part of first grader. He's not shirking away, even though he's quite inexperienced and he's done well filling the boots of Latrell, albeit a very different style. Yeah. And then Manly just made so many, too many mistakes. I mean, they had a tr- two tries rubbed out, actually, one through an obstruction and one through Tommy Turbo. I think it was Tommy Turbo losing the ball over the line. Um, so, you know, who knows? If those two tries are actually scored, we could, we could have been talking about a different result because, you know, yeah, they were essentially out of the game, but they're able to put still put a few points on in, in pretty quick fashion when they get a bit of ball. They just made too many mistakes and didn't have enough of the ball in the first half, and then twenty two nil at halftime, game was gone. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, they manly had that ability to just pile on points when they want to, but they just couldn't in this game. Um, full credit goes to the Rabbitohs. It was good to see. Um, Benji Marshall get to another grand final. Um, firmly putting the Rabbitohs as my my team I'm going for um, yes. this weekend. Um, and it, as I said, I, I've been 
really appreciating Manly, but it, it feels it feels right having a um, a team like the Rabbitohs to kind of support for me. Um, just trying to save save any face um, after getting this so wrong. But um, yeah, I thought it was a great great game despite the the twenty point margin. I think it was it was still exciting and yeah. had some edgy seat moments, which is what we want to see week in week out when it comes to NRL football. Um, so yeah, that sees the Rabbitohs um, get their ticket to go to the grand final. And Taff, while we're on it, he's going into the grand final as the player with the least amount of experience in the history yeah. of going to a grand final, um, which is yeah great. And it'll be great to see how he goes on that big stage. It's a lot of pressure to put on him, but he's got a great team around him, so I'm sure they'll do their best to look after him. That takes us to the the final game. Uh, we've got um, the Panthers defeating the Storm 10-6. Completely shocked me this game. Um, I went into it quite cocky. Um, unfortunately, it looks like the Storm were the same. And um, I, I basically was telling everyone at home that the Storm were going to have this in the bag by halftime. And, yeah, they, um, it, it wasn't high scoring by any means. But they, the Panthers' defense was just too good, and it was the right, uh, the wrong time for the Storm. They were dropping balls left, right, and center. They were looking like a bottom eight team, if I can be brutally honest. They were looking comical at times. Um, Cameron Munster looked lost out there, and I think it was the first time since Cameron Smith had left that they really looked like they were struggling for a leader out there and I'm sure it's something that's going to be worked on in the off season. Um, but yeah, there's some serious leaders leaving that club. You've got Finucan leaving. Um, they're, they're really going to have to work on um, kind of getting that, that leadership nucleus back where mm. when, when the chips are down and the game is there to be either won or lost, um, those guys that get everyone together and keep them on target because that just seemed to be what happened here. They were struggling um, and it was over. And yeah, Mark's Mark said as well, once they lost Christian Welsh and Brandon Smith, they looked done. Yeah. I think that was a huge difference as well. They had some of their bigger boys play longer minutes and Brandon Smith and Welsh both add so much to that storm team. But um I feel like I'm just sitting here making a hundred excuses for the storm. Um, the Panthers just, they're one of the better defending teams in the competition. And it's that cliche defense wins championships. And it's going to be really intriguing that grand final. Um, their solid defense against the Rabbitohs super attack. Um, it should make for a very interesting night, but yeah, Panthers, uh, they didn't look pretty, but they did exactly what they needed to do to get the job done. Yeah, and the game had a heck of a lot of intensity. So you were kind of alluding to the fact that Melbourne made a lot of mistakes. And, and I think in that game, high pressure, um, you know, very defensive. I think, you know, I think some credit has to go to the Panthers for forcing a lot of mistakes and being very intense with what, whatever they were doing. Yeah, you summed up the game pretty well, but I just feel kind of vindicated because I know a couple episodes back you put Paul, the Paul Kent uh, opinion to me in the questions and 
Paul Kent said that they, you know, look like they were done for the year. Um, and then you put that to me and I, I sort of thought, no, I think there's enough quality there that if if they get over the Eels, um, it's just a one-off game away against the Melbourne Storm to make a grand final and it's it's turned out that way. And they've got a ton of quality. You know, they've got the New South Wales halves. Well, you don't just stop at the halves. They've got a half dozen New South Wales reps in their team and, and just their whole forward pack is filled with ridiculous workhorses and then a a big bullocking kick out on the edge as well. So they've got threats all over the park to beat any team and I think they did a really good job containing the storm. And and what what you and Mark said as well about the cheese and Welch going off that that was a big one. I mean, I think it shows the importance of the cheese to Melbourne as well. I know they obviously have a very good replacement in Harry Grant, but he didn't look as authoritative in my in my mind as what Brandon Smith does. You know, to me, Brandon Smith's had such a good season, and and he has a lot of authority about what he's doing when he runs. Uh, when he hits forwards flat at, at the line. So I think they were really missing that. Yeah, and um, Mark and Paul said the same thing, basically. Uh, Mark said it's uh, three tough games the Panthers have played, and they look battle-hardened now after that. Yeah. And he's not sure how South will respond in a tough arm wrestle. And Paul kind of said the same thing, saying um, that if it's a low-scoring game, it's the Panthers, and if they can get into a a point-scoring fest, the Rabbitohs will win. If it is stuck in that arm wrestle, I don't know if the Rabbitohs can hold on. Um, I think that's kind of where the Panthers are in their element. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see if the Panthers can get them to play their tighter game. It will be interesting to see what the Rabbitohs do. But uh, they have a a pretty uh, knowledgeable guy on their bench and a pretty knowledgeable guy in their coach's box. So, um I, I'm sure they'll be prepared. And Mark's also said he, he's glad that um, Tavita Pangai Jr. has been ruled out. He doesn't really deserve a grand final this season as a hired gun for a few games. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not going to be as harsh as you, Mark. I, I don't wish injuries on anyone, but I, I see your point. Um... Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I yeah he he's been there for five seconds, um, and he was there to fill in the gap for James Fisher Harris, who was back now anyway. So the it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line, isn't it? Three tough games for the Panthers, and they look battle hardened. 
how many tough games before you um, uh, before you're worn out and you're knackered? I mean, it's uh, they're, they're, they're skating a thin line there as to are, are they um, yeah. are, 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 are they going to run out of steam, or have they just been, as you say, as, as you says, have they just been hardened up perfect? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but we and yeah, Simon said it's very hard to pick who's going to win. He's going for the Rabbitohs by six, and it'd be nice to see Benji win one more championship. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I really would like if this is Benji is being kind of coy on this is if this is last year or not. But it would be great if it is his last year. It'd be great to see him go out with a grand final win, um, especially when at the start at the start of the season when we started the show this year, Richie he didn't even have a club yet. Yeah. Um, basically, no one was really sure what was going to happen with him. Um, so that would be it. Would be a good fairy tale ending. Um, it would. But yeah, we'll go into our picks. So I got zero from two, um, and you got one from two. Uh, we both got the storm game wrong, and you were um, correct with your guess that the Rabbitohs might luck out a win here. Um, which we may as well say you have won the finals tipping comp because. I am on four from eight, and you're on six from eight. So with one game left, I, I don't think I can peg that back. So um, my, my crystal ball was showing me a, a bus that was going to be late to a stadium, mate, so <laughs> I couldn't tip any yeah. other way. Yeah, so um, well done. I won the one that actually counts and takes a lot of thought. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'll yeah, give you, you that. Got, you got this little one. Um, so that's our, our picks. We'll go into questions. Do we have any um do we have any questions from the audience, Paul? Uh, no, we don't have any. It's uh, we've just been sort of going through. Uh, oh, actually, just one one question earlier from um, from Simon. Uh, do you think uh, Benji Marshall should be immortal? Hundred percent. Very definitive, Brett. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I think. What's your reasoning? Been... Are you sure? Two hundred percent. I mean, come on, we're a sports show here. We don't do. We don't. Uh, 100% isn't, isn't enough. You've got to get more than 100%. Two, um, I just think he, he's been such a great contributor to the game. And I think the only thing that would probably take that away is when he left and went to that uh, rubbish Blues team. Um, <laughs> it's, it's great to see a Blues player in the, uh, uh, in, in the final. <laughs> you can barely call him a Blues player. Um, there was a lot behind that, though. Um, yeah, see. I'd, Beautiful. Uh, I'd burn it. I'd burn it. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's contributed so much um, to NRL in general. You know, you think of all those highlights, but he's not just a highlight machine. He really became a leader and one of the better halves that they've always had. Mm. Um, and yeah, Max also said, "What about the Joe Rubbish Dragons team?" He also went to. Um, yeah. Okay. Where? Where? We, we'll forget all that stuff and look at when he's a tiger, <laughs> tiger, and when he was a rabbit and forget that stuff in the middle. Um, I think you can also say he he played a very big part in the Kiwis winning a World Cup as well, winning their first World Cup. That's that's pretty yeah. big. I think yeah, if there was ever going to be a, a New Zealand immortal, he would be the most likely candidate that Australians would pick. Um, mm. I know we've got soft spots for guys like Stacey Jones and that. Oh, and I yeah. think also Mass, should, soft should be in there. Um, yeah. A guy like Stacey should be immortal in my eyes as well. But in terms of the Australians allowing a New Zealander into it, 
Benji is probably the closest we'll get because they'll say, well, Benji's a Kiwi, but he's our Kiwi because he's been in Australia the whole time, if you get my drift. Um, but, yeah, what are your thoughts, Richie, since it sounds like you're uh, against it, you, you flea bag? Oh, I don't often <laughs> – no, I'm not against it. I just don't – I don't like going too deep into these should so-and-so be an immortal because there's so many. I mean, there's Benji, but then where do you stop? Like you say, there's Stacey Jones. Um, there's other guys that aren't immortals that probably deserve it as well. And maybe in time they will, you know, your Lockyers and Fittlers. Um, but in terms of a New Zealander, uh, like you say, his his resume's pretty much, you know, he's won a grand final. He's won a rugby rugby league World Cup. Uh, he's won Tri Nations. He's he's done pretty much everything a Kiwi there is for a Kiwi to do. So uh, from that from that side of things, I, I I could see why there's an argument for it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for that, Paul. And um, we've there, got our questions. Thirteen immortals of of all time in NRL. And you're in your you think he's he's that good? Well, they they're very frugal with who they let <laughs> into the group. Um, yeah, which is exactly why I'm on the fence. Yeah, I see Mark's talked about Jesse Royal as an immortal. Jesse Royal was <laughs> an imposter. He wasn't even a footballer. I'm not even going to contemplate that. He is still hands down the worst signing the Warriors have ever made, and I, I hope he's doing horrible wherever he's gone. It's just that's it's, that's, it's, that's harsh, Brad. But I did hard. watch. I watched a game. I think I was texting Brad about it. It was on Sky Sport Warriors versus Broncos. I think it was a throwback 20, 2010 game, and yeah. Jesse Royal was playing. And within the span of about three or four minutes, he made four, three or four knock-ons. And uh, I texted Brad to say he's just like I remember him. It's horrible. Worst player yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, Rob's here. Hey, Rob. Um, so what's your question for me? We'll, we'll go go with it a bit early. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Shane Endicott. No, I'm, st- <laughs> no I'm, stick- I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Jesse Royal as my worst warrior. Nice. Uh, I, won't, I won't be swayed. Uh, okay. So my question for you is just with the season coming to a conclusion after this weekend, how have you enjoyed the season, Brad? And what will be your your lasting takeaway, your lasting memory of 2021 NRL season? This season, it's been really hard. Um, I've enjoyed the season, but I've also really disliked it at the same time. I feel like the second year of the Warriors not having games at Mount Smart really got to me. Um, Obviously, we do the show. I watch all the games. I write about the Warriors. So, um, it's not like I ever put it away, but it's just missing them, um, missing going to live games and stuff. It for the second year in a row really just made it harder to watch. It's kind of getting um, jealous. You know, they're they're both here. Mark and Rob are both here, seeing their <laughs> their their bloody pictures on Facebook of them going to yeah. games and stuff. It was kind of. I and Simon said Jesse works in the mining industry, according to Wikipedia. Um, Okay, that that's great news for him. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's got a huge chip on my shoulder. But yeah, um, that part. So I've I have enjoyed the season, but the Warriors weren't playing well, and I wasn't getting to watch them live. So it kind of put a dampener on it. And 
I'm going to steal Rob's answer. My lasting memory um, for the 2020 season was the massive gap between, yeah. like, essentially from round one to a few weeks ago, there was essentially a handful of teams that had a chance of getting to the grand final and then everyone else. Um, admittedly, Manly kind of snuck in there because, you know, the first month they were looking embarrassingly bad. But it was essentially the Rabbitohs, um, the Storm and the Panthers mm. were like, you you knew it was probably going to be one of those, those lot um, that would be in the grand final. Everyone basically said it was going to be... Um, it was going to be a, a Storm Panthers final. Um, got very close, um, and yeah. And Paul made a good question. Will Moana Pacifica play at Mount Smart before the Warriors? I think they bloody yeah, will. They will. I think they will. Um, so, which is a shame. It's it's not something that the Warriors are doing on purpose, obviously. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm having a go at them. And Mark just said, next season with the Warriors based in Australia, would you come over here to watch games live? Um, yeah, probably won't be allowed uh, to. <laughs> depending on the situation, we <laughs> I, I can't I can't even go and see Richie right now. So yeah. um, I, I if I can learn how to scale the wall that's blocking New Auckland off from the rest of the the country, um, I will probably go and see my family and stuff first. But if um, Mark's offering to buy tickets to get me to Australia to watch a Warriors game, I'm all <laughs> I'm all in. Um, Paul Paul hasn't um, Paul's checks have kind of been bouncing, so I, I don't have that I don't have that New Zealand Sport Radio money yet. But uh, I'm sure it's coming. So are you testing yeah. the Are you testing the open market uh, for different different uh, yeah. shows to host, Brad? <laughs> no um and yeah mark said to plan for magic round that could be an idea um it's just so hard uh because of how everything is and like simon simon wants me to stay in auckland um doesn't want me spreading spreading the the disease everywhere so <laughs> it's one of those things that's really hard to plan for um but yeah ideally it'd be good to do uh, yeah <laughs> That, that's kind of what it's looking like at the moment. Um, we at least can get our takeaways now, so we won't yeah, all be rushing. We won't KFC all be rushing on the other the side. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's probably my lasting memory. What about you? I've kind of steamrolled that and taken mm. it over. Well, it was your question. But, uh, yeah, maybe a couple. Um, Tommy Trebojevic's freakish season. Um, the high tackle crackdown and all the head-scratching sinbins we saw this year, that's – That'll definitely sit long in the memory. And, um, yeah, maybe just how uh, piss poor Kane Evans is at landing a punch. <laughs> yeah. No, thank God there's no fight for life anymore because I wouldn't want him to represent <laughs> the rugby league against rugby union in that scenario. Um, but my question for you, uh, Blake Ferguson's time as an NRL player is at, at an end, um, and he's claimed that he has a goal to play for the Wallabies. It's a two-pronged question. Do you think he can make the switch and would any rugby team pick him up? I know Australian rugby is kind of in dire need of help. Um, but, yeah, you, you're more of the, the union head out of the two of us. And I'm sure Paul probably would like to have a have a two cents worth. But what do you reckon? Brad, what makes you think they're in need of dire help? They've just beaten the world champions two times in a row and now beaten Argentina, so they're three on the trot. Yeah. Um, Second place in the rugby championship. 
Look, I'll get okay. I digress. Springboks are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think he. I think the Wallabies is a quite a lofty goal for him because I th I think to be selected for the Wallabies and Paul will probably confirm this. I'm not 100 percent sure if it if it, this is still the way. Um, I'm pretty sure he has to be playing Super Rugby to make the Wallabies, isn't it? Don't they have the Gitto rule where they you can only be overseas based if you're less than 60 caps or something like that? Is that still the case? You mean over 60 caps? Um, the uh, yeah, well, yeah. yes, except they're, they're now having like three players that are allowed to be, and they're slowly gotcha. they're slowly making it um, uh, looser. So, who was the player? Again? Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson. So apparently he they're looking at him to go to Japan. So I think if he goes to Japan, he'll find a he find it hard making the Wallabies. Yeah. Has he ever played rugby union? Oh, he's a winger. Come on, wingers don't do anything in either sport. Um, let's be fair. Mark's, just... Mark's just made a quality comment there. To play for the Wallabies, you must be Samoan or Tongan. Um. The uh, look, I mean, the uh, we, we've seen various players. I mean, Sam Burgess um, and uh, uh, Benji Marshall have a go and and, and not give enough time. Whereas, if you look at yeah. someone like uh, I mean, as much flack um, as Sonny Bill took, he did two years in France before coming back and doing two yeah. years in uh, in Super Rugby. So he looked he did like four years before he got there. Uh, Blake Ferguson at thirty one. In yeah. four years' time, he's thirty five. Now he's doing yeah. it too late. No chance. Definitely yet. too late. Definitely too late. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen Lottie Takeri and guys like that do it, and Wendell Saylor, but I don't. I don't think he's he's quite at that level. But that, I mean, that's also we're going back now nearly ten years, yeah. and, and rugby yeah. has become so much more professional over yeah. that time. At, at the time, league just the, the league players are just so much more, so much fitter, and they just uh, their whole strength and conditioning was so much better than the league, than yeah. the union yeah. guys that they could come over. But now that's kind of. Uh, Union's caught up a lot on that side of things. Yeah, and I think the the Wallabies still have some good wingers out there. And for, like Vunavalu, is he actually still regular in the Wallabies? He hasn't been playing. In, no, but Corabetti is another one. Corabetti. Corabetti has. Well. But I mean, I mean, Vunavalu came over this season, for example, played for the yeah, um, yeah. played the Reds, and he hasn't cracked yeah. the Wallabies yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where so if, com compared to Vunavalu, I would rather Vunavalu out of the yeah. two. Um, and Vunavalu yes. came from a union union background as well. Yeah, I don't, he didn't look he didn't look totally out of place on a, a, a super rugby level, but yeah, um, yeah, I think I think yeah, yeah, Ferguson yeah, I, I think I think Fergo will do fine in Japan though. Um, yeah, yep. But yeah, so he'll make some coin. Um, but yeah, I don't see him being a wallaby in my opinion. But I knew I'd ask the question because I knew I'd get some more educated answers out of the YouTube. <laughs> Than myself, so I thought it was a good question to throw in. Nice. Um, so before we go on to predicting um, the grand final, we we talked a bit at length about my little hobby of fantasy teams when I was bored watching the games last week. So um, we had them um, a lot of comments last week, and I've had a lot of comments tonight from Paul about how rubbish <laughs> my teams are. So. Um, before we go into the grand final, we will bring up our teams. So we had the comic book teams that I did with my household, and then we decided to do wrestling teams for me and Richie. So we may as well do the comic book ones first, since Richie had no part in it. Um, do I start DC or Marvel? Um, you surprised me. Oh, what have we got? 
Okay, DC. So, um, full disclosure before we go in, these teams were made by basically voting um, in my household. So there's some people um, that I don't agree with and some people I would have put in that Paul was probably going to yell at me for um, because they're not here. But so for DC Comics, we had Superman at fullback, um, kind of cheating, having the flash and reverse flash on the wings because there's no one else really. Um, centers, we had the Green Lantern and Nightwing. Um, our Harps pairing, we had Green Arrow and Batman because Batman's, where else would he be? And Green Arrow's pretty accurate um, with, his, with his arrows, so I'm sure he's going to be accurate with his kicks. Um, front row, we've got Bane, the Joker, and Cyborg. Um, second row, we've got Steppenwolf and Aquaman with Shazam at lock. Um, 14, we've got Jason Todd, who's also known as the Red Hood. Then we've got Darkseid, Solomon Grundy as our forward rotation. And then I've got Wonder Woman as my my interchange super, super sub. Yeah, I want to applaud you on that selection too, Brad. Very inclusive of you. I'm, I'm liking that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we ended up going on both sides of this. We ended up going with more commonly known characters in terms of ones that have been in movies and stuff as well because I've got some deep cuts that people probably wouldn't understand um, more on the Marvel side. Um, but, yeah. It's... I mean, I'm, I'm surprised we've not got um, Arnie Schwarzenegger's Iceman in there somewhere. Yeah, no. No? Yeah, I just don't see the Joker as a forward, personally. Well, he's a hooker in this situation, and he's unpredictable. Um, so I, I think I like the live wire hooker in there as the option. Um so yeah, and I wanted to have him in there because I wanted a picture of him, which I knew Richard would deliver in his team list. So that's what we've done. Oh, sorry, I'm hearing me, uh, Mr. Freeze. I've got that totally Mr. wrong. Yeah, sorry, Robert, you are right. Yeah. Mr. Was Mr. Yeah. Freeze, not Ice Man. Um, yeah. And then so, um, and hey, yeah, so in, poison, poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. There, um, the, there's so many. There's so many great characters that you could put in. You could do it for days. Um, I mean, so look, it's hard. Um, poison Ivy is in as, as as a hooker. First scrum, you've got yeah, the front row totally out, out of action, haven't you? I That's... didn't want. I didn't want to do the cliche of having a woman as a hooker, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep it above brow. Um, yeah, Simon said Black Lightning. See, I, I knew this would derail quickly. There's so many. Um, Brad, Brad I, is such a big comic book movie movie fanatic. I think he, he would have uh, overthought this list and, uh, you know, completely sort of debated into the ground. Yeah, there's so many, and there's a lot more for Marvel. I literally have a Marvel encyclopedia about this thick that has thousands of characters that I could put in. Um when we're well, making the, these the things, one is, I'm, I'm, I'm much more looking forward to because yeah, the, the DC one. I'm not, I'm not a DC person myself. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. There's yeah, there's so many characters that you could put in, um, but yeah, go into Marvel. This one, there's a lot more that I argued that I lost on. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I lost out. Uh, I got outvoted with fullback with Deadpool. Um, I don't personally see him as a fullback, but. I got outvoted. Quicksilver on one wing, which makes sense. He's kind of their version of the Flash. Um, the centers, we've got Black Panther and Iron Fist. The other wing, we've got Spider-Man, who was my pick for fullback. Um, Harbs, we kind of... 
it's kind of identical to DC. Um, we've got Hawkeye, our, our bow and arrow man at 5'8", at and we've got Captain America um, at halfback. Front row, we've got Incredible Hulk, Wolverine, and Thanos. Uh, second row, we've got Drax and Thor. And we've got Iron Man in his suit <laughs> at lock. Um, <laughs> on the bench, we've got Loki as our kind of dummy half replacement, kind of counteracting the Joker. Then we've got Juggernaut, who is our big front forward um, vision and then Captain Marvel to counteract the Wonder Woman uh, keeping a, a woman on both sides um, but yeah there's plenty of thousands thousands and Mark's gone Black Widow but I mean, look this is it's, this is very MCU heavy let's be honest here um, yeah the only the only uh, the only sort of characters you've got in here that aren't MCU um, I get a uh, really I mean, Wolverine um, from the X-Men there. Uh, you've also um, got Juggernaut, who is kind of MCU because he's in the same, he's in the Deadpool movies. Yeah. So Iron Fist is perhaps the only other one. But Iron Fist does have a, uh, a TV, TV show. show. Um, whereas, um, and Robert, yes, exactly one of my, one, one, one of my points, Ant-Man. Um, because, <laughs> yes, he can, he can make himself big or small. But maybe do you go with Wasp instead because she can also fly? Uh, so she can go big and fly. No, we've not seen her yeah. go big yet in the movies. Uh, to me, that the the massive uh, gaping hole in this um, in this one. Um, what about Professor X? Professor X is Professor the, the, the coach. He's the coach. He's yeah, he's the coach. You can't put him on the he's your Wayne Bennett. Yeah, he, <laughs> Professor um, X is completely the coach. A Daredevil can't see the ball. So I mean. That's the point. That's why he's in the bunker. That's why he's in the bunker. Be the best bunker. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, look, there is nobody here from Marvel's first family. And then that is, uh, so yeah, so I think you've got to put um, the human torch on one of the wings. Yeah, I had Spider-Man at fullback and I had the human torch on a wing and I also had the thing instead of Vision, but I was outvoted. Um, It's... But this thousand, I also had Puck, who probably no one knows, um, on my interchange as my replacement hooker, because Puck is essentially another. He's a little, a little man, um, perfect for the hooker role. Um, very similar to Magne, uh, not Magneto. Very similar to Wolverine in stature, but without the claws. Um, but yeah, there's literally there's thousands i i could go deep into I mean, have, if you just give her the ball she goes invisible they can't yeah. see her and she walks through i mean come but you on can, but you can see the ball so you know <laughs> the um so yeah so yeah so sue richards should be in there somewhere but some uh some in all fairness you could literally do a, a 17 of four the ladies um you could do a woman's team for both sides there's that many and yeah, the Punisher as well. Um, Punisher's too much for Thug, and I can't have too many Thugs on my team. That's also, I mean, the, 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 the Punisher's just the Punisher's only human, right? You just go with guns, and I'm not sure we're we're not allowing guns on the uh, on there, are we? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's yeah, Mr. Fantastic could just reach out and score from his own trial. Yeah, go big and take one <laughs> step, and he's there. So there That's we go. Point. Anyway, there's thousands though. There's thousands. Um, but yeah, they are, they are interesting ideas um, with not too much thought put into them. So stop hating on me, okay? Um, <laughs> oh, then uh, oh. it's hurting my feelings. Um, the next bit, though, we had was the wrestling ones that you guys threw at us. 
um, <laughs> which we've done one each, and Paul wasn't happy with either of those either. So um, you may as well bring them up, Paul, uh, since since you were very opinionated on how bad we were with our picks. Um, so the one on the left is me, one on the right is Richie. So my team, I've got Shawn Michaels at fullback. I've got X-Puck and Jeff Hardy on the wings, Randy Orton and Edge in my centers. I've got Chris Jericho and Triple H in my halves. That's my interesting. What have you got Triple H at halfback? He's enormous. Yeah, but Triple H, he's um, he's the, the biggest mastermind in the game. You know, Fair enough. He, Fair he enough. is the game. That's his nickname and all. Um, yeah. And Chris Jericho is, you know, one of the best. So he had to be in the halves there. My front row, I've got Big Show, CM Punk, and Brock Lesnar. Uh, my second row, I've got Roman Reigns and John John Cena. And then my lock, I've got The Rock, uh, because that just makes sense. You've got to have The Rock at lock. And yeah. then my bench, I've got Rey Mysterio for my, my little man. I've got Goldberg, Bobby Lashley, and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Um on my bench and then Richie you go through your team uh, I'm very talking big, too much here very big team very formidable pack you've got Brad uh, I had Sean we were I, I must admit I had to change a couple of my picks because Brad and my list were starting to look pretty similar but I had Sean Michaels as well as as for fullback I've gone for a bit of Polynesian flair on the wings with the twins Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso so it's a bit of a Morris Morris Brothers deal there in the centres, I had Roman Reigns and Edge, so two guys who have the spear as their finishing move, so they're going to be good defensively, obviously. CM Punk and Rey Mysterio is my half, so CM Punk's the communicator. He's, he's got the yap going. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow and Brock Lesnar is my props. A lot of intimidation there, and also a bit of athleticism. AJ Styles is the hooker. The Rock and Goldberg in the second row, and course from a Warriors fan the ultimate warrior at, at lock had to do it and then the bench Eddie Guerrero Randy Orton John Cena and Triple H it's just a few, few legends yeah. on the bench there and yeah Mark's made a comment that Paul actually made earlier on as well <laughs> saying Kane and Undertaker front row surely there's so many there's so many guys it's like the Marvel thing again I struggled I had to make some rejigs there's some big Obvious, maybe you, you've gone for Big Show, which I guess is a bit like my Andre the Giant comment. Yeah, um, Big Show is quicker than Andre. Um, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm willing to back down on that one. But I mean, how you cannot have Hulk Hogan, the legend Hulk Hogan, in there somewhere? And you know, he is he is the man. Um, so to me, is, yeah, you, 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 yeah, I had too uh, many, you, um, too, too many. I had too many Polynesians in my team, and you might not be up to the the current affairs news, but Hulk Hogan's not really a fan of them, so I, I couldn't really have them in there. It would create a bit of a divide. Oh, is he? None okay, I'm yes. sorry. Yes, I'll, I'll agree. I didn't, I didn't, yes, I didn't realise he, um, had, 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 had he was racist, but there we go. Sorry. No, but um, I would have had him at lock, um, but there was just so many, um, and I know Simon took a, a stab at... Um, the Rock being a failed American footballer, but um, Goldberg's kind of in that as well. And Paul, he Simon actually mentioned about ex NRL players. Um, yeah, could have had Vito Dan, in there. Yeah, Daniel Vito, who played for the Raiders, he's actually currently with the WWE right now, um, and seems to be doing quite well um, in the what do you call it, like second division, I guess you'd say, if you want to put it into sporting terms, um, in their feeder club. 
So uh, he was almost uh, attempting put to put in there just due to the fact that he played NRL. Um, and yeah, Mark's also said Hogan's not a team player. So yeah, um, I, I, but it's I, all, I, it's all I, fictitious. I, don't see how you have, I, I like the way that um, the Richie went with it with his twins on the wing. I I just don't see how I how can you go for Jeff Hardy and not and not not have both of them? I mean, how can you just have one of the? You, you can't have a tag team and have just one player. Mets. Matt's not really good at running, so I didn't want him out on the wing. And I didn't want to be cliche because that was my thought um, to put them both out there. You've got to have, you've, you've got to go for combinations in, in, in team sports, you see. So the combination is well, what you need. That's why I had Randy Orton and Edge in the centers together because they were tag team champs at yeah. one point. I and I that. had, at the start, I had Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the halves um, to have that combination too. And then I had to move people around because I was missing people and I needed my favorites in the team. <laughs> so um, that's why we've got CM Punk, um, John Cena and Goldberg in there and Bray Wyatt, which I don't even have my Bray Wyatt picture up anymore. I had a Bray Wyatt artist sketch that someone had made. All, um, I, all I would say, folks, is that uh, if, if you ever, ever, ever Brad as, as, as your coach of your team, look out to be playing favorites. Same with my Warriors team. So, um, and yeah, those twins on the wing would turn slower than Mamalo. Um, try the corner, yeah, for Jeff. See, my team would win hands down, even though we've got players in the same positions. And I feel sorry for Ray Mysterio trying to kick on the last with um, Brock Lesnar running his way. I think Bam Bam Bigelow and Brock Lesnar are picking up. Well, you got Lesnar as well, so I yeah. think Big Show's too slow, mate. I think my pack would would uh, go right through the middle of yours. That's true, um, but the fact that it, I, the, I don't think many of these guys could even play ten minutes. No, they had to. <laughs> <laughs> so, there might be a few players um, also failing on their uh, on the steroids. Yeah, test. I was just <laughs> going to say they wouldn't yeah. get through water. <laughs> yeah, exactly um but yeah it was a bit of fun um since we don't have as many games to talk about um so yeah thank, and of thanks course, we, yeah, we might we might sort of uh, you know end up having a show that's less than three hours long yeah exactly um <laughs> but yeah i thought it was a bit of fun and um, gave us something to do in the weekend when there weren't as many games to watch um but that takes us into the grand final richie um this yeah. sunday uh the 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 panthers and the rabbits um, I've gone with the Panthers. Uh, no, I don't. I've gone with the Rabbits. Um, I'm looking at our picks here. I've gone with Rabbits. I, they're the team I want to win. As I said last week, I've kind of been growing a bit of a distaste for Penrith. So they've kind of become my team to hate this year. Um, it will no doubt change to another team next year, as is my, my, my habit. But I, I want – I'm going for the fairy tale. I'm going for the Rabbits. I want to see Benji get another grand final. And I think they play a nice attacking style. As long as they can hold on to the ball, that's been my criticism all year. If they don't get a case of the dropsies, they're a very hard team to beat. If it looks like they're going to start dropping the ball, they're in for a long night against the Panthers' defense. Hmm. I This is a heart and head – Call for me. So my heart wants the Rabbitohs to win and send Benji off the way the way he should, the way he deserves. My head's telling me the Panthers. Uh, they've played three times, I think, already this year, and it's two one in Panthers' favour. 
uh, I think it'll be a very close game. I think it'll we'll probably get something similar to when these teams squared off in the in the first rounds of first round of the finals, where it was a very close game and could have gone either yeah. way. Very defensive, very intense. Um, I just think maybe the Panthers, having lost one last year, will go one better this year, and New South Wales halves will turn up and and turn the screws and and make the big plays to get them over the line. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm picking Panthers. And um, I'll put a bit of a TAB story in there, as as some people may know. I like to take a punt. Um, I have money. I had money on the Rabbitohs early on, so it's been sitting there for a couple of months, and I was regretting it. And then now it's not looking too bad. I had money on the Panthers from round one, and when I saw that they were playing the Storm in that elimination, I cashed out and don't have money on them anymore. And I'm regretting it because um, I probably would have made a little bit more money if they do win. Um, so yeah, that's. That's it. I, I shot my shot too early, but I'm hoping that the Rabbitohs haven't shot the shot too early and can go one further. Um, so, yeah, doesn't matter in terms of our, our tipping comp because you're always going to get the the win here, but hopefully I get this right and the Rabbitohs win and I make it a, a one-point victory for you yeah. instead of a, a three-point victory. I hope so, but, too. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great game and uh, really looking forward into breaking it down next week on the show. Uh, but before we go, we've got Super League news because they they still exist as well. Um, Wakefield Trinity have announced Willie Poaching as the head coach. And the Lee Centurions, as we've discussed um, with our Super League correspondent, Simon, um, they've been confirmed to be relegated. Um, this has actually led to a few players jumping ship already. Um, the first two I had was James Bell, uh, a former warrior. He is signed with St. Helens and Ryan Briley, I think is how you pronounce his name, is moving, has made the move to Salford. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more players in the upcoming weeks leaving Lee, which is generally what happens when a team gets relegated. The players kind of jump ship and stay in the Super League. So I'm sure there'll be more news on that. But they also had their elimination round. Um, interesting week with both losing teams failing to score a point. Uh, Leeds defeated My Wigan 8 0. Um, and what was quite a, I didn't get to watch the whole game. I only got to watch highlights, which is kind of a, in quotes because there wasn't a lot of highlights. It was a very drab game, um, but Leeds got the job done. And then Hull KR defeated Warrington 19-0 um, to see them go through, which means that this week in the semifinals, we've got Catalans versus Hull KR and St. Helens versus Leeds. Um we don't really do a lot of predictions here, Richie, but I kind of think teams one and two are going to go through to the final, yeah. um, which is Catalans and St. Helens. If th- we're on here next week and it's different, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I think we were kind of called that last week too when, when we were talking about it. We That was our opinion. I'm kind of yeah. pulling, pulling, pulling for Leeds a bit. You know, I don't, I'm like you, I support Wigan primarily, but I don't mind Leeds. I mean, a few of my favorite players have gone there and done well Ali Lautiti, Brent Webb. Um, they still got Connie, Conrad Connie Harrell yeah so um, from here on in I think I'm pulling for Leeds yeah I think Catalans are the strongest team right now as they've shown yeah. and they've got talent all over the park so it's kind of, I feel it's their competition to lose um, but I was saying that about the Storm um, last week yeah. so you, you just never know when it comes down to those one-off games so we'll keep you up to date with what happens in those games next week well, anything else you want to add before we sign off, Richie? 
no, just thanks to you guys, Mark, Simon, Rob, all you guys are tuned in, and Paul for handling all our fantasy pictures and, and <laughs> making this all happen. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah, thanks, guys, and thanks, Paul, and thank everyone else uh, for watching tonight and joining us. We'll be here next week at 8 p.m. Um, to cover our review of the grand final and preview the, the Super League grand final. So uh, remember to tune in 8 p.m. next week on Facebook at your convenience on iHeartRadio if you can't watch live. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. And thanks for joining me, Richie. And good night, everyone. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.